Hello to each and everyone listening to our podcast. My name is Natasha Briski and I am a journalist, podcaster from Slovenia and also based in Slovenia. And uh, my name is Aljaš uh, Pengo-Bitens, um, blogger, journalist, also a podcaster, obviously, and I am, for the time being, based in Luxembourg. So if this is the first episode in our series Human Rights in the 21st Century, we strongly encourage you to listen to our conversation with Hans van Balen, president of ALDE, and Debbie Koner, secretary general of European Network of National Human Rights Institutions. Uh, more on the project on the website humanrights21.eu. And uh, we are Aliash continuing the debate uh, to debate the state of human rights. This time we also have a very special guest, and that is Slovenia's human rights ombudsman, Peter Svetina. Um, Mr. Svetina, welcome to our podcast. Hello, and thank you for your invitation and having me here today. It's my pleasure. Um, so could you tell us for a start, uh, what is that's occupying your office and you the most these days? I have to say that not every day is the same in the Ombudsman Institution. So together with our expert team, we cover 24 uh, different areas of uh, work. And so there are completely different and uh, diversified cases of violation of human rights and fundamental freedoms on my desk day by day. Um, despite the epidemic, we are organized in a way that the work runs completely smoothly and interrupted, even through my colleagues are in their home offices. Uh, uh, and uh, on the other hand, I'm present in the office every day and following all preventive measures, I perform my daily duties in the same manner I did before the pandemic. So in any case, online activities our new realities and certainly sometimes represents a unique challenge for me. Mr. Svetina, respect for human rights is one of the pillars, perhaps the pillar of the European Union. How do you understand them, the concept of human rights? When it comes to human rights, it's actually about the human dignity for me. Uh, that's why I so often emphasize uh, the importance to treat each other the way we want to be treated, to be uh, human to another human being. I often, uh, often notice that sometimes we are lacking the energy to live in coexistence, understanding and mutual respect. There are various different reasons uh, for it, but certainly many originate from epidemic of uh, coronavirus a disease, which has brought suffering and distress to the surface. Namely, many people find themselves even closer to the edge of the society than before. So consequently, the workload increases significantly for our institution. Poverty has deepened, violence is on the rise, inequality and discrimination are rapidly increasing. This global crisis, however, has created other gaps which are eating into fulfillment of basic human rights. Uh, I can say that people who have suffered before, uh, now they are suffering even more. That's why it's even more important that we constantly uh, are active in looking after the realization of fulfillment of human rights as we can um, do it with our attempts to disseminate them in crisis. There are many in 
tolerable interfaces with human rights, which we don't allow uh, to happen to people. Talking about suffering, as you mentioned, as part of the project Human Rights in the 21st Century, there uh, have been organized many roundtables um, within this project, and one was dedicated to the question uh, and the status of uh, elderly citizens, senior citizens. In times of the COVID crisis, it seems that they were the ones who suffered a lot, maybe even the most. Um, I was wondering what kind of applications did your office receive uh, regarding the question of senior citizens? Uh, um, how many did you get in the past year and how were you trying to solve them? I know that you visited many elderly homes uh, around Slovenia in this time. Uh, so did you find out um, anything special? Due the lack of capacities in elderly home uh, to costly enhance affordable services and consequently their unequal ac accessibility to those uh, who need them, our institution unfortunately, uh, unfortunately often identifies um, violations of the principle of a social state. Uh, human dignity is too often affected uh, and as uh, when individuals or entire families don't have the basic conditions to meet their fundamental needs or are plunked into poverty. So we had this problem about elderly homes uh, and elderly capacities in the past and they are deeper now in the COVID crisis. Uh, in the time of the COVID crisis, we have received many questions and complaints from the field of care of the elderly people. People were concerned that elderly homes uh, were becoming nursing homes or some sort of an improvised hospitals. Uh, we therefore reminded uh, decision makers that anyone uh, in need of hospital treatment should have access to it under the same uh, conditions as all the rest. We also emphasized that discrimination against patients on the basis of their disability, age or other personal circumstances is unacceptable. Uh, we dealt with uh, restrictions and ban of the visits in elderly uh, homes and warned the decision makers that uh, this shouldn't happen. Uh, for example, um, especially uh, with uh, people with dementia. Uh, but if necessary, each case should be uh, accessed individually. Um, as you said, uh, we um, were uh, very active uh, together with my team. We often pay visits to elderly homes, daycare centers and housing units. Uh, the members of our national preventive mechanism monitoring the fulfillment of the rights and in places where their freedom is limited or restricted, um, such in psychiatric hospitals, prisons, and uh, especially in social care institutions, uh, for example, in elderly homes where uh, there are people with dementia. All through fewer visits we conducted during the epidemic, uh, that doesn't mean that uh, we at the home, uh, Human Rights office, uh, uh, Ombudsman Office were less loud. In order to prevent the measures to restrict the rights of the individual people, 
uh, in their uh, in the older uh, homes, um, we um, were in contact with with uh, different daily centers, elderly homes, uh, ministry, uh, and with the government. So we constantly emphasize the limitation of personal freedom of uh, of people uh, in the institutions, and as I said. Um, on the other hand, we gave a big attention uh, to that the deinstitutionalization should be uh, completed in Slovenia. We are not, uh, we are far away from that point where we should be. And through the deinstitutionalization with uh, small uh, living communities for people, uh, elderly people or people with disabilities, uh, we could also prevent uh, different diseases, for example, at this time, uh, problems with, with uh, COVID-19. These are all very important points, uh, but last year has been very hard, well, the last 12 months have been very hard for everyone, not just the elderly. In, in, in what areas, apart from senior citizens, uh, have you uh, noticed uh, increased or many uh, human rights violations? Yes, since, since March last year, we have received a lot more questions and initiatives than usual. The topics were uh, vibrant and diverse, but more or less related to the uh, epidemic. At the beginning, uh, the most questions were about crossing municipality borders, parent-child uh, contacts, uh, uh, limited shopping time for elderly people, uh, but later most comments uh, complaints and questions were related to the use of protective masks and keeping a safety distance. However, um, if I look uh, through the prism of the scope of uh, our work, I can assess that we have dealt with significantly more encroachments on equality before the law and the rights to privacy and personal rights on the right to personal dignity and safety, on the right to justice, on the right to a clean and healthy environment, on equal protection of the rights, as well as a prohibition or retroactive uh, effects of legal acts. More general principles such as the fact that Slovenia is a social state and the state uh, governed by the rule of law and being put to the test as well. Um, it's a fact that uh, there have been many pre-justice, the human rights of fundamental freedoms in the last year, but I must emphasize that not every interference with human rights is necessarily constitutionally inadmissible. Uh, in principle, the pre-justice uh, to vast majority of human rights and fundamental freedoms are allowed under the assumption of a constitutionally permission goal, such as the protection of public health, the assessment to the proportionally and uh, of interference with human rights of fundamental freedoms can quickly become controversial. This should not come as a surprise as the appropriateness uh, necessary and proportionally of government measures and restrictions are relative concepts. Uh, and of course, everyone will interpret them on their own unique way. As well, um, we are all aware 
the Constitutional Court of the Republic of Slovenia makes a binding and final decision as a last resort. The question of artificial intelligence and how it affects human rights, that has been more and more on the agendas of various discussions on um, the future of human mankind. Uh, technology is evolving exponentially and I was wondering what do you think are the main challenges uh, and of course the risks when it goes to respecting human rights? Yes, the, the definition of human rights is always uh, a, a companion to with, with social progress and since society is evolving very fast due to development of science, genetics, biology, technology, artificial intelligence and similar fields, uh, it's momentarily hard to predict what the new generations of human rights will be like. Um, we watched Star Trek for the first time less than 50 years ago, where people talk to each other uh, by uh, looking them into each other's eyes, even through it was a phone call, for example. Um, we we uh, used Skype years ago, but today it's completely natural new reality as Zoom and MS Teams and different other platforms. However, things that may seem completely normal externally can also have pronounced negative consequences. Therefore, it is for me very important to focus on them from all aspects, including the ethical one. Human rights are not something that once attained can be assumed to be here with us forever. Uh, we need to protect them, to fight for them and, and to safeguard them. What is your plan? What is your institution's plan to uh, tackle these questions in the future? Are you perhaps um, envisioning uh, broadening um, or specializing for some additional areas? Uh, are you maybe hopefully uh, getting more equipped in terms of human resources, uh, hiring additional people? What do you see as your biggest challenges going forward? Human rights are like a must in turbulent times. There are the focus uh, we can rely on and to keep a, a right direction on pr preserve our huma humanity more than uh, is. Uh, so um, uh, for human rights um, that we perceive as obvious and self-evident um, they are not so self-evident anymore uh, because to reject them, to renounce them is to deny our humanity and all the efforts on the generations before us. Um, for example, what is the, the, the challenge for our institution is the, in the future um, be more involved in different fields in Slovenian public life uh, and uh, I can't say that we need more uh, human resources. We have a good team. We have a, a team of 55 people um, working on these 24 fields uh, of our work, as I said. Uh, and the challenge for us is to keep in touch with, with let's say, the reality, new reality, uh, not to be uh, activist in, in so-called daily political themes, uh, but to um, really um, uh, put in 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 the in our decisions that that on the first place is a human being 
uh, and uh, our also responsibility to our to 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 another people so uh, if there's as um, uh, a challenge now for example in the time of covid crisis um, it is very important that we also see community and not just uh, us in as individuals and i think that this is a uh, um, a real challenge for our institution too that um, we have to go uh, and to to remind our our people which are complaining uh, in in, uh, in pe people which are complaining to our institution that not every day and every moment is me as an individual but uh, we have to accept that we are also a part of a community and uh, to conclude our conversation i would uh, like to congratulate uh, your institution on receiving a status accreditation according to the paris principles and they relate to the status and functioning of national human rights institutions um, this is the highest attainable status according to the principles adopted by uh, the UN General Assembly. Um, could you tell us a bit how long was the journey? What criteria did you have to accomplish to receive that? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for, for the congratulation. Uh, yes, we received it uh, last month. Uh, and it was a quite long journey. Uh, we prepared uh, the, the institution for last three years and uh, just the accreditation uh, was uh, taking place last two years. Um, uh, we made also a Slovenian um, uh, National Assembly adopted a uh, new law of uh, human rights uh, ombudsman in Slovenia in uh, 2017. Uh, this was the first step to go uh, into the uh, to to write direction to receive status A of uh, as a national human rights organization. Um, we established in our institution uh, this, the the Council of uh, Human Rights, then the Center for Human Rights, um, and and uh, involve more. Um, different views of, of uh, human rights uh, um, on uh, views on human rights. So it's uh, it was quite a challenge for us. Uh, the, our center is now working for one year, and um, um, on our last uh, meeting on the accreditation, we we were happy to report that. Uh, we also have to uh, reported that our constitutional uh, court uh, made the last decision in uh, benefit to uh, ombudsman's office. Also, financial position of ombudsman in in the uh, national uh, budget. So it it was a hard way. So we also had to employ some. Uh, some colleagues that uh, we went brighter and I, I'm really I, I'm very honored uh, and really happy that our institution successfully completed this complex accreditation uh, but um, on the other hand it is a challenge and obligation to work hard we have the status for now uh, since since uh, one month for next five years and in five years there will be a check uh, what we did in this last five years so uh, I'm, it is also a, a challenge for us to to uh, work good and and to um, 
not just to become Staten say member, member, but also uh, to uh, remain in this status. Peter Svetina, Slovenian Human Rights Ombudsman, you've been very kind to take the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Many thanks and best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you very much and uh, have a nice day. Thank you.